Welcome to Truth and Liberty. Thank you for joining our daily live call-in broadcast where trusted leaders bring biblical insights to the issues and you can call in and get your questions answered in real time. According to the Bible, it's the truth you know that sets you free. So call in today to get answers, information, and resources to help you stand for truth and effect godly change in our nation and the world. And now here's your host, Andrew Womack. Hello and welcome to our Friday Truth and Liberty Live call-in show. I'm Andrew Womack and today we've got a special guest. I'll introduce him more in just a few minutes, but uh, we had a special program on Wednesday where I had in Aaron Lee, who is uh, one of the parents in this movie, Art Club, and Kevin, our uh, guest today, Kevin uh, Lundberg, he is also a co-producer. He's the one that filmed it and edited it. And uh, anyway, I'll give him a better introduction, but we're gonna continue to talk about that. And I promise you it's gonna be a good time. So you can call in at 719-619-2341. And uh, for the first 30 minutes, Kevin and I will be talking but then we would love to take your calls. We're going to have an hour's worth of calls, uh, and we would love to hear from you, 719-619-2341. Real quickly, let me just mention a couple of things. Next week, I'm going to be at Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C., and I'm getting a Lifetime Achievement Award, which uh, I'm surprised at. But, you know, the greatest thing about this is that I'm going to be speaking with Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House. We'll be speaking together. I'm looking forward to that, and we are going to live stream this whole thing from the Museum of the Bible. So you can go to truthandliberty.net and uh, live, and you can figure out all of the details, and we'd love to have you be a part of that. And then on December the 8th through the 10th, we've got our live nativity coming up, which if you have never seen any of our musicals, they are absolutely awesome. We've had Broadway try and solicit these people who do these musicals for us, and they've offered them millions of dollars to put these things on Broadway. They are that quality, and yet these people feel called to be a part of what we're doing. So we have this Heart of Christmas. I think it's the ninth year that we've done it, and it's going to be special. There's three performances on December the 8th through the 10th. Uh, seating is limited, and uh, we have reserved seats. Uh, all of the seats are numbered, so you can go online and pick your seat and that'll be good. Also associated with that, we have a Christmas market. And in our uh, barn is what I call it. It's a beautiful building. And uh, we have 45 vendors that come and they have high tech stuff. They have crafts, wood and art. They have uh, food and just a lot of things, hats and things. And it's really special. The community has really gotten behind that and supports it. So that, that's on December the 8th through the 10th. The next weekend on the 15th through the 17th, we have our live nativity where we have camels, horses, sheep, goats, uh, all kinds of things outside and you drive through. We've got, I don't even know how many lights, but it must be hundreds of thousands of lights and it's beautiful at night. So you drive through our facility and then you drive through this live nativity and then inside with an LED screen and actors inside where it's a little bit warmer uh, we have a Bethlehem scene and we have all of the nativity things and it's great. We serve hot chocolate to everybody that comes through and we have people come from multiple states. So I encourage you to check these things out and to be a part of it. 
and you'll be blessed. Also, let me quickly mention that we do have a membership for Truth and Liberty. We have five live broadcasts like this per week now and all of the other things we do. We put out millions of voter guides and we're doing things trying to make an influence and to make an impact. And we have, I think, seven people that are just dedicated to our Truth and Liberty. So we do need people to partner with us. And if you would go to truthandliberty.net slash donate, uh, we have a thing where for $5 or more per month, an automatic withdrawal, you can become a Truth and Liberty member. And that's how we fund this. And we would really appreciate it if you would do that. So as I said last Wednesday, we had on Erin Lee and she and her husband were the ones that their daughter was uh, just a normal, I think 11 or 12 year old. And uh, she was asked by the art teacher to go to a club after the school. And I mean, in just a couple of hours, they convinced her that she needed to be transgender. And so Kevin and the parents of this girl have produced a movie entitled artclubmovie.com. And uh, let's play a little trailer about that. And then I'll introduce Kevin and we'll continue to talk about that. So watch this trailer and we'll be right back. I kind of realize now that I had been indoctrinated myself into thinking that this could be real. I was a product of the society we live in now where everyone thinks that this is completely normal, that people can be any gender they want. And in that very moment, I thought potentially she could be transgender. You can choose to be a boy, a girl, neither or both. The pronoun question is a direct attack on the nature of creation and the nature of God. We set them up and say, if you don't go down this path, you're gonna commit suicide. That's affirming a person in their suicidal ideation, but somehow in this context, it's okay. They're in middle school, it's, it's, a, it's a hellish environment for them, They're trying to figure out, they wanna be liked, they wanna be accepted, and they go to the school counselor who says, uh, I have a place where you, I know you're going to be accepted, and it's the Gay and Lesbian Student Alliance. If we don't deal with this, we're going to lose our country, we're going to lose our freedoms, we're going to lose our families, uh, we're going to lose everything. My number one advice to parents is get your kids out of public schools. They're not safe. Wow, that's just a brief introduction to yeah, this movie. Just, so. just the first few seconds. That's right. So this is Kevin Lundberg. And let me, by introducing him, he was a state uh, representative and a state senator, I think, for 15 years that you were in our state uh, legislature. Well, the term limits ended it after 16 years. So, yeah, and I spent a while down there and, and saw what's happening. And uh, uh, that uh, wrapped up uh, five years ago now. So. Yeah. And Kevin, you may not even know this, but you know, uh, I think it was around 2015 or 2016, but I just got so convicted that we needed to start doing something that we started inviting leaders in Colorado together. And you were a part of that. I mean, you were very gracious to come 
and sit with us and we just discussed what can we do in any way. You may not realize it, but that pushed me to starting Truth and Liberty. Well, fantastic. What we've got. So you got some <laughs> of your DNA in this. Well, there you go. And it's been really uh, important. But uh, man, you have been an influencer for a long time. One of my uh, people that's on my television crew was homeschooled and he was a product of your uh, initiatives that you started there. What did you do concerning homeschooling? Well, my wife and I, we uh, decided we were going to teach our kids at home and that was back in the early 90s. Uh, actually, the late 80s, if you really want to remember when we made the decision. You and I have been around. Yeah. It's a, I'm I mean, a little bit older than you. Well, who knows on that? No, one. I am. Oh, okay. I, I know how old okay, you are. Fair I enough. left it up. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we decided to teach our kids at home, and, and we ended up working uh, in the organizational side of homeschooling, and we helped start Christian Home Educators of Colorado. And so. Yeah, we've we've had the privilege of being involved in that from the ground floor and and uh, it really encouraging thousands of families to consider that and and so really this uh, this uh, video this documentary art club isn't really a homeschool thing but it does encourage families to look outside the box and from my perspective I, I think a parent ought to think, uh, ask themselves first, should we be doing this ourselves? And then, you know, you've got to look at the circumstances you have. But Well, this movie definitely shows how woke our schools have become. And of course, you know, Aaron, right. uh, they live in Wellington, which is a small community. Mm -hmm. And you would think that this is something that's happening in maybe yeah. some of the big liberal cities, but it's pervasive. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And for Wellington, it's a part of a school district that includes a bigger city, Fort Collins. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they, they are right in the middle of this process that we see. And here in Colorado, this is, this is how I really got engaged with this specific issue and, and ran into John and Aaron Lee initially, is um, Colorado's laws are structured in such a way that it not just, it doesn't just allow this transgender grooming to go on, but in many ways it encourages yeah. it. And, and there's a bill to be considered this next year that would virtually require it in all public schools. Um, and, and that's because they would be required to use a, a student's preferred name yeah. and Validate. not their legal name, but a preferred name. And then it's, it's rather shrewdly worded, but but uh, they're, they're setting up a task force on how do you deal with parents who may not go along with that. Well, the bottom line is, if you can't be honest with the parents, you're, you're flat out lying to them as far as what's going right. on in the school. That movie made it very clear that they were encouraging and telling the children it's yeah. okay to lie to the parents. That right there is enough to fight against yeah. if they didn't have all this other agenda. Well, you, you, you unpack the whole thing and you discover that a whole lot of stuff is going on that parents have no idea about. And, and actually something else we're looking at here in Colorado are some, uh, are some, uh, uh, some, some, uh, what's, what's, the, what's the word, um, citizen initiatives mm -hmm. to deal with this because the legislature here in Colorado is very much on the hard left side of yeah. these policies. So this bill I described will probably become law 
but we the citizens here in Colorado do have the authority and reserve the right to directly legislate, to, to make laws ourselves. It's, it's a long, complicated process, but I and Aaron are involved in that as well. Well, we would really appreciate your input today because a lot of people are motivated to do something. They don't know how to do it. They don't know what yeah. to do. You know, I uh, when we were fighting this bill, I forget the number of the bill now, but anyway, we took uh, 600 people to the Capitol and kept them up until 1.30 in the morning. Well, good for you because they deserved it. <laughs> and did you know, it didn't make a bit of difference. Yeah. They were already committed to what they were going to do, mm -hmm. and they treated us like we were terrible people. Well, I tell most people that uh, most of the votes cast down by the legislature are determined on election day because it depends on who you send down there as to what they're going to do. And there's a whole lot of work that needs to be done here in Colorado yeah. and a few other states around this nation, too. Well, I know that not everybody has seen our Wednesday program. Aaron and I talked a lot about all of this, and I definitely want to get back to that. But I just can't help but ask you, Having been in the legislature for 15 years, how did Colorado go so woke? Because when I was first here, it wasn't quite like that. No, no. I, I mean, I've, uh, I'm a Colorado native myself, and it has changed dramatically. I always uh, tell people that I don't think the people have changed as much as just the, the political environment. There's been a lot of very shrewd manipulation of how, how people are elected. and. You know, I was actually in the legislature back in uh, 2004. I uh, started two years prior to that and elected in 2002 and then, then started serving in 2003. Uh, but in 2004, there was an election held that flipped the, the House and the Senate dramatically. And uh, there was actually a book written back then called The Blueprint. Yeah. And it, it, it uh, explains how a whole lot of money and some very shrewd management. Um, I mean, for example, running for the House back then, you figured if you had a competitive race that you'll, you'd spend maybe 25, maybe you have to raise $30,000 to get elected. Well, they put together a war chest of 10 times that amount. So imagine if you were running and you were spending your $25,000, getting the word out to your, your district, and somebody comes in with $250,000. Well, that's what they did to about a dozen races, and they flipped 10 seats in that one election cycle. That was 2004? Correct. I wasn't even aware of that. See, I was living yeah. here by then, yeah. and I wasn't aware of that. Well, very few were. I mean, I heard a little bit of rumors of something's up, but nobody really knew. I mean, I was in the House, and we had a very strong majority on the, uh, on the Republican side. That's, that's what I am, a conservative guy. Mm -hmm. And... Um, uh, it wasn't until election night that I realized that those rumors were very true. I remember the night of the election, and th this kind of shows you how the manipulation went as far as how the election was, is I thought, well, I better figure out who I'm going to be serving with because I was elected, but I lost a lot of my colleagues, and I could tell it, it was going to go over to the other party. They, they were going to be in charge. So who were these new folks? So I went to their websites. And if you could believe the website, well, these were solid, conservative, just salt-of-the-earth uh, citizens who were going to do what was best for their constituents. Uh, yeah, no. I learned different when we got in there that that, that was just all window dressing. Uh, this, this was a very radical agenda that was being implemented. And out of that, we saw a whole lot of changes, including 
uh, some very dramatic changes on how uh, parents are dealt with and, and how schools, uh, what sort of curriculum and, and standards that, that are required and, and just the list goes on, on and on so that by, by the year 2019 they were really moving in big time with these issues. And that's when a lot of the laws were actually put in place that changed the, uh, the, the standards for how social studies is uh, conducted. You know, you'd think that's how your government is conducted, civics and, and uh, uh, American history. Well, yeah, they've got history, but they changed it dramatically so that they were focusing on these uh, special interest groups that they were trying to promote as having had a whole lot of influence that really isn't there. So they rewrote history. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they changed a, a whole lot of the, uh, um, uh, the, the way they taught the sciences. And just the whole focus was more on, as you look at it in retrospect, on this transgender uh, ideology that is now being forced onto families. And then for, for uh, counselors, they changed that so that if you're a licensed counselor, mental health counselor in Colorado, you are required to affirm any gender confusion that any child must have, only for minors. I mean, that, and that's the curious thing is, is this, this is a, a direct order to all mental health professionals that yeah, Aaron you've got was to making, support it. Aaron was making that point on Wednesday that yeah. they uh, went to a counselor and they couldn't say anything because right. of the law. And then also they said that they went to the principal, the superintendent, and people like that. And at first they said, well, you know, we are concerned. But it was all a lie. And they were actually yeah. there doing a kind of a welfare check to yeah. see whether they should take the children away. Right. So these people will lie through their teeth. And, you know, our recent election, I forget now the name of the bill again, but it was about this Tabor bill and stuff. And the way it was worded, if I hadn't known what was going on, they actually present things in a way that would make a conservative think that this is what I want. It was very shrewdly written, and that was Proposition HH yes. that was that was uh, soundly rejected by the people. But and and that's surprised. why I say I don't think the people have changed yeah. as much as the politics. But in that particular one, uh, they, they, they wrote the bill title, which is what people see when they go in, you know, to vote on things on their ballot. It yeah. describes it. Well, it described it in such a way that it, that it sounded like a pretty good idea. Yeah. But, but uh, I'm very, very pleased that a lot of people stood up and even local governments understood that this was a raw deal for them as well. Uh, it was designed to literally take apart Tabor. Um, just yesterday, I was at a conference for state legislators from around the country. And this was one of the big deals that was talked about is, is how this uh, measure, this Proposition HH was put before the voters and ostensibly to lower their property taxes, but it was really yeah. to take away the uh, right Over of the citizens to hold, you know, hold the reins back for yeah. the growth of government here in Colorado. Absolutely. And so anyway, this uh, movie, we need to get back to that. But if people haven't seen it, we're going to have it on our website. I don't think it's up yet, but we are going to put it on our website. And I think all you've asked for is just an email address. So it's yeah. something that they can access well, for free. Well, and, and the reason for that is, is largely to control anybody who may want to uh, 
to, uh, you know, to, to spam the site and shut it down or hack the site, you might say. So we want to make sure there's a real person but uh, that, that's going to view the video, yeah. but, but it's uh, free and, and uh, you know, there for anybody to, to watch. Now, it's a full feature-length uh, documentary. It's three minutes. It's, well, it's 84 minutes is what it is. So. Well, isn't that 123, I mean, uh, an hour and 23 minutes is what I meant to yeah, say. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> don't, don't it's add. the same thing. <laughs> we, but anyway, it's well worth it. Yeah. And I was impressed with Aaron and her husband, John, I think is his name. Mm -hmm. I was impressed that they didn't come across as these activists who were just doing things. They were actually a part of the problem is what she said. That's because that's who they were. Yeah. And, and my goal as the filmmaker was to simply tell their story, to, to, to not exaggerate it, which unfortunately far too many films and documentaries yeah. end up doing, but just to tell the story and not to shy away from any of the issues that were, that were there, but, but to, you know, actually I, I felt like my job was to get out of the way and to let their story come out as clearly as possible and to, then to fortify it with a few experts who could say and, you know, be aware that this is what's happening elsewhere and it, you know, means this and that. And yeah, and these experts were very good. I'd never heard Alex before, but he was excellent. David Barton is a uh, member of our board for Truth yeah. and Liberty. Yeah. And then Michael Ferris, he's come here and he's ministered in our school and stuff. So these are really, really high-powered people and it added a lot of credibility to it. So it was excellent. And also, I don't know if you know this, but Aaron volunteered you to come when we show it at our school that you and Aaron would come. Well, I guess it's on this calendar then. <laughs> she, she's pretty much in charge of how, how we'd get this distribution work. And she said that uh, y'all would come and show the film and then yeah, take questions and answers. So we're going to do that. And I really would like to encourage everyone. How, how do they get hold of the film if, if we don't have it up on our website yet? How do it's, they get it? It's on a website that's artclubmovie.com, artclubmovie.com, mm -hmm. and, and it's right there. Uh, you can click on it. We've actually got it on three platforms. One is a streaming uh, system that we set up, and then we've got it on YouTube and on Rumble, and as long as the powers that be allow that to continue, the, uh, we'll, we'll keep it I there. I wouldn't be surprised if you aren't censored. I've been censored uh, it's so It's a possibility. I've, I personally, in my political world, have been censored yeah. many times as if well. If you aren't censored, you aren't saying the truth. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, yeah. it's become pretty yeah. bad. So if a person wanted to support this, I know that you're wanting to get this out, but it's going to take money to distribute well, it. How would they do that? Go, go to artclubmovie.com, and there, there's a way to, to get engaged that way also, because it's, it's a big task. I mean, you know, we, we, we want it to be as available as possible, and I... I don't know if Aaron shared that we're looking at uh, putting together a Spanish version as well. She mentioned it. And, and that means the same story, the same people, but, but just subtitles. But, but we've got some good people who really understand the Spanish language because there's a, a big group of people in this country that yep. really need to know but uh, aren't, aren't as fluent in English as they are in, in Spanish. So well, it's Spanish important. is the second most spoken world uh, uh, language in the world behind Chinese. It's well, ahead of English. And I'm sure that this is uh, an issue in other countries. Absolutely. I, I can't speak directly to that. I, I just know what's happening here. But it's a message that needs to get out. And uh, we're excited to be, you know, just uh, the, the, the messengers. 
Well, it's an excellent movie. I highly recommend it. Before we take a break here in about five minutes, uh, I saw a thing, I, I forgot the name of it, but it was what you were talking about, this blue wave or mm-hmm. something, and I saw a movie about it, and there was four people that basically bankrolled this and yeah. systematically decided how to do it. And our governor, Jared Polis, is one of those guys. That's correct. That was a part of this whole thing. And now he's the first openly homosexual governor in the nation. And they are driving this sexual revolution. And I, I also saw that you ran against him. I did. I did. Back in 2012, uh, I ended up getting. Uh, redistricted into his congressional seat. That's when he was a member of Congress. And I thought, well, somebody needs to step up and try to hold him accountable. And now he was a very wealthy guy and it was, it was a very democratic district. So it was, uh, he won. This was a battle. <laughs> but, but, but I learned question. a lot about him. Can you, uh, they have this plan and they started on the school board level and all of these kind of things, but is, uh, it looks like that you can buy an election if you just spend enough money. To me, that is very disheartening to think that people are that gullible that if you just advertise more than your opponent that you get elected. Well, that's a big part of the election process. And I always contend that it's the people that vote, not the dollars. But uh, enough dollars can really push the needle one direction or another. So people need to realize that, you know, when when it comes to... Uh, elections in their local area that they need to get behind the the folks that they really support and and help them out help them out with their vote help them out with uh, just going out and knocking on doors but they need need some uh, cash to you know to send those mailers out and in some places uh, do the TV and radio ads and yeah. all the things that have to happen you know, Janet Porter is a friend of mine, and she's the one that fought for the heartbeat bill and this recent uh, Ohio constitutional mm-hmm. amendment that now just basically makes abortion legal up until birth in, in the Constitution. Uh, their their ex- explanation of why it happened was because they were outspent 10 to 1. Yeah. And again, that just bothers me to think that people are so ill-informed that if a person just presents their message more than the others that they win. How do we stop this? We've got to work hard. We've got to work hard. And uh, and as I say, you need to vote for sure, even though, frankly, I've got some questions on how that system works, too. I agree. I think there's a lot but, of fraud in that. But I'm, I'm also convinced that the only way you fix this is you work harder, not, not at cheating, right. but at working legitimately to get the word out to the people. Even as we discussed a little bit this Proposition HH, where all of the political forces on the left were saying, we've got to do this, and the people saw through it. Um, so, you know, you just can't give up. And the wording of that was so confusing that I was really shocked yeah. that that was defeated, and it was defeated soundly. So something happened there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know exactly how, but maybe we got our message out better on that than what we have. I don't know. Well, um, as I said earlier, here in Colorado, we've seen a real shift in the political environment, but it's not necessarily that the people have changed as much as just the shrewd management of that. Uh, so I haven't given up hope. I mean, a lot of people around me have said, I don't know, Colorado just seems to be heavy, deep blue the way they uh, color this. but. Uh, it's it's not the case. It's not the case. So you you mentioned term limits. Uh, 
are you uh, excluded from running again? No, I mean, can you no, exit I'm not. and then come back in? I could, but I've learned also that there's a lot to be done outside of the legislature as well. And, and redistricting, I now uh, am in districts that are almost impossible for a Republican to win in. And, you know, I, when, when my wife and I moved up to, we live in Larimer County, and mm -hmm. uh, it was a pretty good district for a Republican, frankly, and that's, that's one of the reasons I was able to, to uh, serve in office there. But they've now drawn it right where I lived so that it heads off into Boulder County, and boy, that just changed the picture entirely. Yeah. Well, we are going to take a break here for just a few minutes, but I would like to really encourage you. What an honor it is to have a guy that's been in the legislature, uh, the representatives as well as a senator, and he's been in the thick of it. And we've got an opportunity to be asking him questions about how to deal with things. So remember that the number is 719-619-2341. We've got open lines right now, and we'd love to hear from you. And you can address any of these issues that we've been talking about, 719-619-2341. So let's take a 90-second break, and we'll be right back. At Truth and Liberty Coalition, we work to unify, educate, and mobilize the body of Christ to change nations. That's why I want to encourage you to go to our website at truthandliberty.net and subscribe so that you can begin receiving regular updates uh, about our show, news items, action alerts, blog posts, and much, much more. Uh, all you have to do is go to the website, click subscribe, share your email address, and you'll begin to be equipped to stand for truth in the public square. With practical government, you have experts in the fields that are sharing their perspective, wisdom, and experience. It's not available anywhere else in the world. We teach biblical worldview. We're going to teach a Christian heritage of our American government. They're gonna learn about the Founding Fathers. We're teaching the Constitution, how government operates, practical skills, and field study. There's no better place on earth to get equipped than Karis. You know, God's not done with us, He's not done with America, and He's not done with you. So many people come into practical government school and they're scared because it's the mountain of government. But you know what? They come out so strong and that is so amazing. No matter where you're coming from, the world needs you. Whatever God's calling you to do, you're able to do it. To learn more, visit practicalgovernmentschool.com. So welcome back to Truth and Liberty Live Call-In Show. I'm Andrew Womack, and our host today is former representative and state senator Kevin Lungberg. He's been a friend for a long time, and I tell you, he's been involved in this fight not only on the transgender thing, which this movie that we've been talking about deals specifically with the transgender, but he's been fighting for conservative values for a long time. <laughs> I sure appreciate you, brother. I was telling people before the thing started that I would, I would hate to be a politician because I get so much criticism the way it is, but it seems like you guys, it just comes in extra well, doses. You have to have real tough skin you if you're going to get along. Down and how there. does your wife handle all of this? Because uh, it's hard on the it's it's tough on the family as well. Yeah. It really is. So yeah, you you know, and, and actually, I would have never been elected had she not been running my first campaign too. So, so she was 100. I, I know where the brains are. You know. 
Well, that's awesome. So anyway, this movie, again, until we get some callers, we got open lines here, 719-619-2341. And I tell you, this is a rare opportunity because Kevin has experience that a lot of people uh, don't have. And so I'd encourage you to check in. But until we get some more callers, uh, how did this movie come about? How did you even eat, meet Aaron and John and get well, started in all this? Aaron had... If you watch the movie, they, they call it Get Loud. Yep. That means really uh, tell their story. And so she was meeting with groups up in northern Colorado uh, as much as she could. And, and she had a meeting with a group of pastors, about 40 pastors up in the Fort Collins area. And they asked me to come and give the perspective on how could this have occurred you know, given the laws. And, and so I was a little part of the program and I got to hear her for the first time and was uh, very much moved by the story as well. And then they asked me to come and speak similarly at another event she had a couple of months later. And, and uh, I had been thinking about it and I thought, you know, somebody needs to put this into a documentary because this is a story that has just a lot of moving parts. And I know that you can get up and give a speech and be very persuasive on a lot of things, but, but you miss a few points each time you talk, really. Um, and I knew that a documentary could really spread the message out much more, more broadly. And so I asked her, who's doing your documentary? And she's like, uh, hmm, that's an interesting idea. And well, so, thank you for suggesting that. And you're the one who filmed it, edited it. That's quite a job. Pretty much. Well, I've been doing media production for a lot of years, and, and everything's kind of migrated toward the video world, which a lot simpler than back when I was doing, you know, three-screen, nine-projector slideshows and 16-millimeter and film where, you know, my first documentary was shot over in England. And, and you want to talk about just the logistics of getting yeah. your film back yeah. without it getting destroyed. Yeah. Uh, and, and now you can, you can pretty much put all the data in the palm of your hand in a big hard drive. It's a lot easier. So, so we've still got some open lines at 719-619-2341, but we've got Erin Lee on our uh, phone. She called in. She's the one that I interviewed on Wednesday, and she's the one that her and her husband are the one that their daughter is the one who went to this art club and had this happen. So glad you called in, Aaron. It's great to have you on here with Kevin. Yeah, hey, Andrew and Kevin. Thanks for covering the movie today. It's You're uh, nice to be back. <laughs> so what have you got? You want to, uh, got a question or are you just going to make a comment here? Well, yeah, wh well whichever she does, uh, it'll I'm, be good. I'm, I'm relying on her abilities here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the first time I did Truth and Liberty, uh, Kevin was my first caller. And so I promised that I would return the favor today. That's nice. That's very good. <laughs> so I'm curious, and you kind of touched on my question of why did you do the film, but this isn't really something Kevin and I have delved into. I guess we'll do it here live. What, okay. how, does this strike you, <laughs> how did this strike you, Kevin, as a dad of girls, as a grandfather of girls? the transgender issue and the indoctrination in schools. I'm just curious personally, how, how does this affect you? Did it weigh into why you decided to do the film? Well, as, as we discussed a little earlier in the program, uh, my wife and I, we, we homeschooled our kids. And we did that because we knew we had the responsibility to uh, 
to make sure they had the best education possible. Um, and I, through the years, became very involved in the homeschool world, and so got to know education in general. And then when you get in the legislature, frankly, your, your school system is about the most important thing you work with. Uh, so, you know, I've been very close to the educational environment for many, many years now. And so, um, you know, Aaron, you asked the question, of me personally with my kids. I mean, that's why I ran for office in the first place. Is because I had three kids, and I, I wanted to give them the best opportunities possible. And, and yeah, two of them are girls. And, and now I've got three grandkids, and two of them are girls. My. And that seems to be where the real focus is in the school environment, to, to take uh, you know kids like, like your daughter, Erin, who um, was going through that that time of life that uh, is tough for any young lady, and that is when they're, you know, moving from a girl to a to a, to a young lady, and we call it puberty, and there are just so many things going on. Um, I, I, I knew from my personal experience as a dad and a granddad that you need to look after, you need to protect them in an extra special way at that time. Well, Kevin, you had mentioned earlier that, that you were involved in homeschool, but could you expand on that? You actually started some kind of an organization. Well, here in Colorado, my wife and I, when we first started uh, teaching our youngest, or our, excuse me, our oldest when he was really young, and now he's looking at 40, <laughs> so it was a while wow. ago, but um, we realized that we needed to find the help from others as well, and so we uh, uh, helped start, uh, well first we just got involved with the local support group, which is a pretty healthy environment for the homeschool uh, family, but then we uh, tried to work at the larger state level and realized there wasn't really a good structure there, so we helped start Christian Home Educators of Colorado way back in uh, 1990. And today that's, that's, that's an organization that's just flourishing, dealing working with thousands of families, literally hundreds of thousands of families because they, they've developed it into an international ministry in many ways. Uh, but their focus is still right here in Colorado and that's, that's what we had the privilege of helping launch. Well, Kevin, I want to thank you and also you, Aaron, for uh, doing this because, man, you make yourself vulnerable. Aaron was telling me, I think it was, you. I'm sure you've heard this, but she lost her job in just the yeah. last week or so well, because of her being outspoken. So and, and it cost I, you. Yeah, and I've got to tell you that, that when I started to work with John and, and Aaron, that I spent a long time saying, now, let's count the cost. Let's figure out, you know, because you're going to be extremely public about it now. You're, you've been very bold in speaking to individual groups. Well, th this is going to expand it. And, and actually, it had already expanded for her quite a bit because she had, you know, been in a lot of news stories. But, but uh, you become very vulnerable through this. And Well, if they watch the movie, part of what this uh, policeman told them was get loud. And I think Aaron has done very She's well. She's done a that. good job of getting loud. And so, so yes. thank you, Aaron. You are a blessing. And man, I loved having you on. And I'm looking forward to having you and Kevin come show the movie at Karis. It'll be awesome. It'll be a privilege. I'm looking forward to it as well. And I can't think of a more worthy cause to put ourselves in the crosshairs than protecting the innocence of children. I just don't think there's anything more important than we could do as parents. So I'm willing to make these sacrifices over and over. Well, I tell you what, uh, there's a lot of people 
that may not even know you, but they will thank you for the difference that you're making. And mm -hmm. we've got to save our children. This is pedophilia is what it is. It's demonic the way that they're treating our children. So thank you very much, Aaron. We're going to go to Donna. She's calling in from Texas, and you are a Truth and Liberty as well as Andrew Womack Ministries partners. So thank you for that. You're on Truth and Liberty with Andrew and Kevin. Um, I have two questions really quick. The first question was, I missed the, the date you're going to be at the Bible Museum. <laughs> uh, that's going to be December the 5th. And you know what? I may not have even said that, but that is. <laughs> it's next Tuesday, and uh, I'm looking forward to Not only do we have Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House, but we've got a lot of uh, governors and politicians that are going to be there. And uh, the, it's for the National Association of Christian Lawmakers. And Jason Rapert, who is a uh, senator from Arkansas, is the head of that. And I'm on the advisory board of that. And so uh, it's going to be really, really good. I'd encourage you to check it out. I'm a little bit intimidated speaking in front of all of these high-powered lawyers. But, you know, they are ministering in one realm. But really, if the Christians don't reach people and give them the moral foundation, it was uh, John Adams, the second president of the United States, said that democracy is totally unfit for anybody but a moral people. And if we ever cease to be moral, then you can't put enough restraints on people. You can't pass enough laws. And so it's a dual thing. It's not just up to the politicians to do it. People like me have to be speaking out and touching people and speaking out on what the Bible has to say about these things. And so um, it's really good that we're doing it together. There's a reason why the U.S. Constitution starts with the words, we Amen. the people, Amen. because it's not them the government. Amen. It's we the people who are really in charge and should maintain that authority for our lives and our government. And they also made it very clear that these rights come from God. They're inalienable. Absolutely. And so God was recognized as the source. And if God is the source, well, then you can't just come along and change and say, now you can choose to be a man or a woman. God's the one that created all that. Uh, and, and that's something I actually ran a, uh, um, uh, or attempted to, <laughs> to run a citizen initiative about 20 years ago on the marriage issue. And as I looked into it deeper and deeper, I realized that the only way I could really come to the conclusion that we need to defend marriage is because, biblically speaking, God's very clear. And there's no other foundation from which we can start and, and end up with, with a good, healthy uh, situation. And back then, we were just talking about um, who should be married. Mm -hmm. Well, now we're talking about what is a woman? Yeah, uh, which is terrible. almost unimaginable. But you know, as I dug through Scripture, it was always, I always kind of had to ask myself, so why in the world did, did God always phrase it, He created man, male and female, created He them. Well, why? Well, because He knew that we were going to get a little confused at some point and needed that correction, that guidance, that direction. It must be biblical. Yeah. And so it's one thing for the legislators to be dealing with things, but really all you can do is enforce the moral standards that come from God. And right. if the people ever lose that and think that, you know, the Bible and morality is irre ill, uh, what am I trying to say? <laughs> Not irreverent, but anyway, it doesn't apply to us. <laughs> yeah. If they think that way, well, then they, it's up to them to make up what marriage is between two exactly. men, two women. 
And so really we've got to be, the church has failed. The church is the one that's let this nation get in such a mess. Yeah. And if you get the majority of people believing ungodly things, well, then they're going to vote for ungodly people who will reflect their views. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's not one or the other. We need to be changing people's hearts, right. but also having godly legislators. Right. So it's good. So Donna, you had also asked on the screen, it says that you were asking about when the art club movie would be nationalized. Do you have an answer to that or? Well, this is a story about a family in Colorado, but as we try to actually show, if you watch the film, uh, we point out that it's everywhere. We actually give an example of a family down in uh, Florida. Mm -hmm. And then in some of our expert discussions, they, they speak of it in, in the, you know, like uh, one that Alex Newman talks about some of the research he did in, in, in California and uh, some discussions he had with families in Nebraska and it's everywhere. So it is intentionally structured in such a way that it can be shown anywhere in this country and it applies. Yeah, I think that it applies anywhere, but I guess the question is uh, distribution. It costs money. Ah to put it and promote it and stuff. So I would think that that's probably the answer to this question. Okay, okay, well, and, and there are a couple of things on that. Uh, oftentimes people will, um, will uh, uh, introduce their films in a theater. Well, that is a very expensive and a very difficult process, but our goal was to make it as available to as many people as possible as soon as possible. And that's why the primary mode of distribution is online. It's available for anybody. Go to artclubmovie.com and, and you can just click on the button. And uh, to show it on our, our server, we ask for your email address so that we can verify we've got a human being with us watching mm -hmm. it rather than somebody trying to hack the system. But we've got it up on YouTube and, and Rumble, and we've discussed some other platforms as well. So it's available right now, just a couple of clicks away, and you're there. So I'm promoting it. Uh, we're putting it on our website. I don't think it's up yet, but it will be soon. We are going to invite you and Aaron to come and show it yeah. to our Caris students, which we have 1,200 local students and about 10,000 worldwide. And then uh, I also heard Aaron mention that. Uh, you would do go to churches. Yeah, yeah, that's like that's that. the other aspect. Churches and any other organization that uh, wants to have us, but I see it as being uh, primarily something that would uh, work within a church structure where they'll have a special uh, time. Now, it's it's a full length, you know, 84 minutes, so you can't just kind of put it in a little package for a few minutes uh, mm -hmm. on the side. But um, uh, we, we actually th have thought of two different ways. One is primarily here locally, but uh, you know, if, if it's a big enough event, we can, we can go anywhere you want. But also we're trying to put together a package that a church could show it uh, there on their own, but with the highest quality video that we can provide for them mm -hmm. and some other you know, promotional materials so they can get the word out in their local area. So let's say that a church or some kind of a group wanted to show this, can they go to art club? movie.com and just take it from there and then show right. it or what do they do? Well, there are a couple of ways. One is if you just want to take it down uh, offline or online, excuse me, um, yes. Uh, and 
and we're not putting any any distribution limits on it for anybody because our goal is to get it out there. Our only request is you show the whole film because if you just show parts of it, I mean, believe me, in my editing process of working literally hundreds of hours on this, this uh, 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 production, um, I tried to hone it down as much as possible, but to really get the full impact of, of their story, you need to watch the whole thing. So that's the one thing we would ask is view the whole thing. But um, beyond that, uh, uh, you know, you can just take it down or on that website, we do have some information. Uh, you need to contact us as far as, as uh, uh, sending out the, the church package, we'll call it that. Uh, so that, and, and we can send a thumb drive with a higher quality uh, piece on there that, that uh, we basically uh, uh, lease out to you to, to show. And then, you know, we ask, send us back the thumb drive, but we're not going to lose any sleep if they yeah. don't. Well, that's really generous of you. It sounds like you're just trying to get the message well, out. You're yeah, not trying to make money off of it. For the church package, we are going to have to charge a little bit to mm -hmm. get it out and back, but I, th I think we're putting our price at 25 bucks. Man, so, you can hardly go to a movie for that. Well, yeah, we can, we can produce it, you know, the, the thumb drive and get it and do the mailing and some of the fulfillment services that way. So that's really good. That's pretty much it. Well, we've got some open lines, 719-619-2341. We'd love to hear from you. And let's go to Rhonda. She's a second year CARES uh, student uh, here in Colorado. And you've got a question that goes right along with this. So Rhonda, you're on Truth and Liberty Live with Andrew and Kevin. Thank you so much, Andrew, and uh, it's a pleasure, uh, Senator Lundberg. Um, I have had the opportunity of meeting you, and so it's uh, a pleasure to be able to um, talk with you or ask this question. Um, I did want to just say that uh, I got loud in um, um, the last election that we had here for our local school board members. I was door knocking, and I spoke oftentimes about Erin Lee and her story and, uh, you know, why we need to be concerned here in Woodland Park. Um, so uh, although I was really disappointed that many people did not believe that, you know, that this is something that is, is going on, um, I was surprised at that. But I So, Rhonda, let me interrupt for just a second and ask you a question. You said you did door knocking in our latest election. Uh, yes. What was the response of people that you talked to? Did they see these liberal candidates that were running for school board, did they recognize what they were voting for when they voted for those people? No, that's, that's what was very uh, disconcerting, that there were many that just didn't know what CRT was. They didn't, uh, or if they did, they didn't believe it. It was here. Um, so that's why I talked to many of them about Aaron's um, story. I, and I had not ha yet heard about the Art Club movies, so this is so exciting uh, for me. And I'm so appreciative, Andrew, that uh, you're going to work with them to, for us as students to be able to see it. Um, my question, but you've kind of already answered it, is in our local theater, I know tem it's temporarily closed down now, and so I didn't know if it was something that um, Karis could maybe perhaps work with. Um, uh, I've met the lady that is part owner of it, and, um, you know, we may be able to work something through them. Well, I think Kevin referred to that, but uh, he may have, may have more details than I do, but it's really expensive. 
to put this into a movie and distribute it in theaters. It, I mean, it costs what, hundreds of thousands yeah. or millions of dollars. It, it is, you know, there, there was a movie recently uh, that uh, uh, was independently distributed called, called Sound of Music. Uh, music. Sound of Freedom. <laughs> Sound of Freedom, yeah. <laughs> I've seen there was Sound another movie called Sound of Music, but that's, that's another story. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I know some of the people who actually uh, worked on that, and, and it took a lot of money just, just to get it out there through that format. However, uh, it's a great question because before we had finished the film, Aaron and I were asked to go out and speak to a group in Holyoke, Colorado, which I know is where that is. far, uh, uh, let's see, northeast corner of the state, little farming community, but they actually did have a local theater that, and, and so we brought the first 20 minutes of the, of the film because that's what we had ready to go mm -hmm. at that point. And, and I was kind of nervous about, well, we're producing this for an online, what's it gonna look like on the big screen? Well, it actually turned out pretty well. It look, looked well, uh, and, uh, and so, you know, technically, it'll work fine. Um, and actually, you'll probably get a little, little better of the acoustic systems that, uh, that really uh, feed a lot in. So I'd encourage anybody, if, if you've got a local theater and they're willing to run it on their own, I'd, we're not working through all of the, you know, the Hollywood uh, distribution systems. Now, maybe somebody will come and say, hey, can we do it somehow? And if, if we can do that, I'm not going to cut it off from being right. available for That's everybody right. at any time. But um, yeah, our, our goal is to just get the word out and to uh, spread it out in as many po ways as possible. Um, and so, yeah, uh, great, great thoughts and great questions. We have rented our local theater and we've shown some of our musicals that we do and stuff. And so you can do that in a local theater. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's, you know, it costs money and you would have to take the initiative, but it's not gonna be distributed nationally. Exactly. Somebody just dumps it on you. As a matter of fact, I remember once when I was running, actually running for Congress, not, not successfully, but nonetheless running for Congress in one of the towns, the local theater owner said, well, how about if we just have a fundraiser here? And so we showed Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Oh, that's a good That old Jimmy yeah. Stewart movie. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, it was, it was just kind of a, a, a fun time, but, but it works well if you've got a local theater owner that says, yeah, go ahead, let's do it. Yeah, so you can do that. So, Rhonda, I hope that helps you. And uh, we, we're up against another break here in four minutes. So we've still got some open lines, 719-619-2341. We welcome you to call. But, Kevin, you may not know this, but here in Woodland Park, we have flipped our school board. I do know that. And yeah. we have done some things. And we actually had the national press come here because we were the I very know. first school system to I'm, embrace this new history teaching. I'll tell you. Uh, Woodland Park has become ground zero in some of these school board issues, mm -hmm. and that's a whole lot that's contained within this movie. Now, here's, uh, I'll give a little spoiler for Art Club. There's one theme, and I, I asked Erin directly, so what do you want to tell people? What do you want to leave them with? And her answer was pretty clear. It's get your kids out of public school. Yeah. But that's not going to happen for everybody. No. I know that. We've got a and, lot of my employees that their kids are still yeah. in public school. Well, and and so your public school district is a really important thing you need to pay attention to. And even if your kids are not there, your neighbor's kids are there. Mm -hmm. And I know for myself, you know, I, I homeschooled, but as a representative for my district, 
I, you know, going down the legislature, I needed to, to represent their interests well. And in my opinion, the best way to do that is to make sure you've got good, wholesome, solid educational programs. Make sure that the parents have uh, access to all that's being said and done and that there, there are none of these policies in place like we're seeing and see the movie, you'll find out about it. They're where literally parents are lied to at times. Absolutely. And that can't happen. And you can address this much better than I can, but when we sent these 600 people up to the state capitol and spoke, uh, they just totally ignored us. But I found out through that process that Colorado is a, I forget, you would know the right term, but it's a local rural uh, thing or something. So anyway, even though for school districts, it's it's somewhat of a home rule. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so even if the state mandates something, the local thing can override a state. Mandate. The local school board establishes the curriculum. Now the, there are state standards that they want you to play by, and you know they've got a lot of ways to kind of bend your uh, arm backwards to mm -hmm. to try to make it happen. But yes, Colorado has more authority vested in the local school board than most states, and, and that's an important element for people to realize. So that's one of the reasons we've been focusing on that, and we now have some very godly people in, and even our superintendent, yeah. I've not personally many, but uh, there are other people on my staff that know him, and they're taking a stand, and boy, they, they're getting heat for it. They've actually been swatted. One of our school board members was <laughs> swatted and, and the lady said yeah. that she was drunk and had two kids in the car, and when she got to her car, the police were there, and it didn't take long to figure out she wasn't drunk, she had no kids in the car, and she says, I know who did it, and she pointed at a woman who was doing a recall thing and said, she's the one that called in, and they said yes, and they went and arrested her, mm. <laughs> which that was good. Well, we've, we've got to, to be proactive, and we've got to go after the truth. So we've got some people on the line right now, but we still have some open lines. We're going to take a real brief break, but we do have some lines open. You can call at 719-619-2341, and we would love to talk to you. And again, I just say what an honor it is to have a person who's been involved in this fight in the political uh, realm for 15 years. That's when he was in the legislature. You've been involved a lot more than 15 <laughs> yeah. years. And uh, so please take advantage of it. Man, we can ask questions and get some answers we might not be able to get from some other people. The number is 719-619-2341. So let's take this 90-second break and we'll be right back. You were created with a purpose. Written in the heart of God. Long before you were born. He is calling you to find it. We want to help you experience His unconditional love to be equipped and empowered to become a world changer. Hey, you know, a big part of what we do here at Truth and Liberty is to provide you with the resources that you need in order to stand for truth in the public square. So I want to remind everybody to go to our website and check out our resources page at truthandliberty.net slash resources, where you can find material that discusses just about every issue we're facing today in our culture. And these are things that are prepared by our strategic partners and some of the uh, most influential and important organizations in America today. Have you been praying about how to make your business your mission field? 
GospelTruth.tv business features leadership and financial stewardship training from industry experts. Learn the next steps to building wealth and using it to grow God's kingdom. Tune in Saturdays to GospelTruth.tv business and watch anytime with GospelTruth.tv premium. Visit GospelTruth.tv today for biblical teaching you can trust. Welcome back to Truth and Liberty Live Call-In Show. I'm Andrew Womack. Our guest today is Congressman, Senator. What is, what's the proper way of referring to Well, Senator, State Senator, I must add. State but, Senator. But Senator Lundberg is a title I can actually hang on to. I don't try to use it. Kevin's the best term. All right. Just my name. But <laughs> And he and uh, John and Aaron Lee have produced a movie entitled Art Club uh, movie.com and I saw it for the first time this last Monday so I had Erin on on our program Wednesday and I tell you she is uh, she's articulate she's a great communicator God's very, hand very is on her I mean I, it was I, awesome I mean I, I can't think of it in any other terms she's she's a brilliant lady who's deeply devoted to her family and her kids and and is willing to do whatever it takes to get the word out as to what happened to their daughter. And, and I should tell you this too, that one reason I thought their story was a good story to be told, because they were, uh, they went through the dark waters of the school trying to convince their, their child that she was not a girl, mm -hmm. but they came out on the other end too in a, in a couple of really important ways. One is, <clears throat> they <clears throat> dealt with it properly so that their daughter didn't go down that road eventually, but there were lots of months of struggle on that. Uh, but also, God really moved in their lives in many other ways. They got plugged into a good church, yep. and they uh, really saw the truth of God's Word, and they didn't start out that direction. Yep. So you can see his the movie, there. the movie doesn't make it crystal clear, but it shows they weren't really established in the Word when it started. Right. But she right. told me when she was here that she believes she's been born again since all of this Absolutely. started, that she didn't truly know the Lord. And I, I see that, I understand, you know, and, and, and that's why it's, and I didn't try to force it. I didn't try to turn it into a, you know, yeah. an evangelistic film. No, it was film. excellent the way we'll, you did it. Maybe we'll do that later. No, it, but, was, it was just perfect but it's the just, way you did it. It's, it's just their life story coming through in their words. We sat down for a couple of days and I just pretty much opened up the camera, you know, the mics and said, tell me your story and, you know, kind of guide it along a little bit. But but they just, uh, oh, and here's another really interesting part of this, in, at least to me, is mm -hmm. when I started out, Aaron was a very strong communicator, and John, who was very supportive, was, said, you know, I'm just, I'm just the quiet guy in the background, said, John, it's not going to work that way. We have to hear both of you. And he just opened up, and, you know, I, I get choked up thinking yeah. about this, how, how they became such an effective team to tell the story and how they really were an effective husband and wife team to, to lead their daughter and their family through yeah. this process. And at the very end of the movie, they don't show the girl, but they have her voice. Yeah. And she shows that she has turned around and she is so thankful for her parents. So a little bit of a behind the scenes story there too. Because at first, you know, one of the principles we had was we are not going to intentionally involve their children's 
images nor their names. Mm -hmm. I mean, we show the family, but anytime you get a kind of a close-up, the it's face fine, yeah. kind of blurs out. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you protected their identity. Yeah. And, and our intention was that, but as we were putting it all together, I realized we really need to hear their daughter's perspective if possible. And so we just asked her, what, you know, would, would you be willing to do this? And, and she said yes, and it's in her own words. Yep. We didn't uh, no, it, write the script or something like that. You know, I mean, we, we kind of helped polish so that it would fit in the, you know, the time frame. But this, this is exactly what she said in her own words saying it. And I, I thought yeah. that was the best way to wrap it up. One of the things I loved about it is, you know, I mentioned Janet Porter and you, your response says you must know who she is. Mm. But this woman is stronger than horse riding. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it wasn't a Janet Porter type of presentation where she was coming at you and attacking you. They were sharing that they were vulnerable. They didn't know what to do. They went through probably at least nine months to a year before they mm -hmm. felt like they had a grasp on it. So it wasn't cramming these things down your throat or like you said, evangelistic. It was just them sharing their story and yet they came out on the other side <laughs> and you made all of the points without uh, attacking anybody. I tried to make this as authentic as possible. I, I, I thought the best job for me is to get out of the way and, and let them tell their story. And, and actually, here's another behind the scenes thing is we're thinking, you always have to have a little bit of music to kind of wrap things up and move it along. And, and I thought, this is such a sensitive issue. I can't go to just any old composer and ask them to do this. And, and I ended up with a, a very talented composer who actually has some Emmys sitting on his uh, desk. And so he, he knows how to do this. And he agreed that we didn't want to make that prominent either. We just wanted to have enough to, to support the story, to, to stick with the truth, to not exaggerate or not minimize, just let it flow. Well, it was awesome. We've still got some open lines, 719-619-2341. We'd love to have you call and either ask a question or give a comment. And we now got Stacy on. You're calling from Texas. You're a Karis grad and an AWM partner. So thank you, Stacy. You're on with Kevin and Andrew. I am glad to be here. And yes, Karis changed my life. And I'm now teaching a spirit, soul, and body Karis Bible study on Monday night. So thank you, Brother that's, Andrew, for that. That's great. I'm glad to hear that. Yes. So my question for you both tonight is, why is this transgender and LGBTQ ideology being pushed in public schools and corporations when not all students, their families or employees agree with it? And where do we go from here? Let me start, and I know Kevin's got, a, he'll, he'll have something to say about this, but let me start by just saying I believe this is absolutely demonic. People will talk about liberal versus conservative, and certainly that's there, and they'll talk about all of these different things, but it really comes down to it is demonic. Satan hates God and everything that God stands for, and you can't get any more basic than God made them, male and female. And Satan just hates everything that God has done, and he is using this. And I actually believe that this sexual revolution is like the tip of the spear. He's also wanting to produce all kinds of other stuff. You know, you could talk about all the drugs, and you can talk about everything else. But this sexual content and stuff, I believe, 
If we don't blunt that and deal with that, then all of these other things he'll want to do, it's just like dominoes, they'll happen. So I, I actually believe it is totally demonic. I, I, I thoroughly agree that at the, at the, you know, at the core level, that's certainly that. And, and, you know, if you look at what Paul says in the book of Romans, uh, wrapping Absolutely. up the first chapter, uh, he, he talks about the depravity of man and, and, and so much of it really is expressed in these terms. Mm -hmm. So there's no question on that. But when you look at the individual players, the human players in the process, you find a whole lot of different motivations and, and a lot of people like, you know, there are a lot of families out there who have been convinced that they've got to go along with this. And that's because the experts uh, who are pushing this ideology will say, well, what do you want, a, a, a dead daughter or a live son? And uh, that's, you know, that, that's, uh, yeah, born in the pit of hell right. as far as, as the idea, but the, the parents aren't, aren't uh, um, intending on doing wrong. They're just stuck in the middle. And, and then I, I know I've seen some parents that kind of get caught up in the whole ideology. But here's another thing we tried to bring out in, in the film itself. Yes, we're telling their story of, of uh, John and Aaron and their family. But there is so much additional information that needs to be in there. So we do bring in some experts who, who explain a lot of the particulars and, and show how, how it is, uh, it's, it's not one unified um, uh, conspiracy, if you will, as much as a whole lot of different motivations. You know, you, you look at, uh, at, at some of the hormonal drugs that are fed to these kids. Well, that's a big business. Making money off. Yeah, and, and unfortunately you, you, you see some, you know, some questionable motivation on, on how in the world they end up promoting all that from just a business perspective or, or the medical procedures that are done to kids. Um, I, I, I just can't understand how a medical doctor could could get sucked into that, but, well, it's but they're demonic, out there. But it's also the love of money, yeah, just like you say, yeah. and Satan uses it. Well, and, and there are also those who, uh, who really um, see this as a way to decouple people from their core values, to undo the uh, basic elements of, of a, a Christian culture which really our country is very much founded upon. Absolutely. You know, I've got a guy, Mohammed Faridi. I don't know if you've ever met him, but he graduated from our Bible college. He came, he, he was a jihadist killing people huh. and he got born again, but now he runs Iranian Christians International and he is just uh, awesome. Yes. That. But uh, I had him on a week or two ago on this program and I was asking him, why is it that the liberals identify with all of, like for instance, Hamas and stuff. And why mm -hmm. do they go for women in, I mean, men in women's sports when they're supposed to be pro-women and stuff like this. And anyway, he was saying that it's uh, the same spirit that is in Islam is the exact same spirit of Marxism and it's the exact same spirit of antichrist. It is, they may not recognize it, but they are all being motivated by yeah. one demonic spirit that just comes against anything that is God. And it, it really boils down to, do you accept the principles and the values of God? Do you follow him? 
not only in your individual life, but in your culture and in your family and in your community? Mm -hmm. Or do you reject that? And if you do, then that's what's left. And it's, it's nothing but pure destruction and evil. Yeah. Marxism is against everything godly because it counters their beliefs. Right. Islam is against everything that's godly because it counters their beliefs. And also something that we hadn't brought out on today's program, we talked about it on Wednesday, but John and uh, Aaron had to go through their child leaving a suicide note. Yeah. And they went through that and Aaron said that she would go to bed every night wondering if she'd get up in the morning and find her daughter alive. And man, that resonated with me because I've been through some things with my kids and wondered if they were going to survive, not from suicide, but some of the bad decisions right. they was making. Right. And uh, that's, that's terrible. But statistics show that children that go ahead and transition, the suicide rate among them is much higher right. than the ones who think about it, but then don't transition. So. Yeah. And, and something people need to realize uh, is <laughs> in politics, you, you learn this. There's an old saying that says, uh, figures don't lie, but liars do figure. <laughs> and when you start looking at the statistics, and, and again, I'll go back to my experience as a legislator. Somebody will come with a bill of any sort and they'll, they'll say, well, look, the facts just demand that you vote yes or you vote no on this. And I always, always have to look below right. that and say, well, where did those fact, quote, facts come from? And are they really valid or not? Because oftentimes you can have those for something come with their set and those against something come with their set and they're, you know, completely opposite. Well, you've got to, you've, you've got to be dis discerning in this yeah. and, and dig deep. You know, I've just been reading Epic Times about the climate Hoax. Yeah. And hey, we can do a whole that show on that one, one too. That is one of those things that you're talking about. They manipulate facts and they take these computer models that are no better than the input that's put into it and they are coming to conclusions. Not a single one of their models has ever come to pass and yet they still base their decisions based on this erroneous information. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. And it becomes, this actually is uh, highlighted by one of the experts that speaks in the movie where she said it, the irony of this is that instead of a good scientific method to uh, prove or disprove a hypothesis, they use right. what they call scientific method to simply support their hypothesis right. without proving it. They just make it a, a convincing argument, if you will. Yeah. So we've still got some open lines, uh, 15 minutes left in our program, 719-619-2341. And I'd encourage you to call. We'd love to hear from you and hear what you have to say. So let's go to Elizabeth, and you are calling in from Missouri. So thank you for being on the air with Kevin and Andrew. Well, I just want to thank you. I thank you so much. I appreciate all that you're doing. And um, my question or statement is, um, I don't you think this is just one more giant leap towards destroying our children. It seems like um, over the last many generations, I would say, it's just been one step at a time in it. And the children are coming out of school uneducated. They can't read. They can't write. They don't know history. They don't know geography. And their math has been stolen from them. But they come out rebellious, confused, 
and now they're um, now they're destroying them with surgeries and drugs. Well, I agree with you, Elizabeth, and I think not only is our government school system uh, corrupt and turning out a poor quality student, and I mean that's stats verify that, yeah. but our colleges and universities, you can see by the way that they have supported Hamas and they have actually come out against Israel. You can see that, I mean, our universities have taken this to a whole nother level and the people that we are educating are being indoctrinated. It's not education at all. It's propaganda and it's indoctrination and it's got to change. And let me just for real quickly put in a plug for Karis Bible College because we are teaching biblical worldview. And even if your children, grandchildren have to go to a college where they have to get a teaching degree or something where they have to go to one of those establishments to get the degrees that they need, you ought to send them to Karis for at least one year before you throw them to the wolves because uh, statistics show that it's like 70 to 80% of Christian youth renounce their faith in the Lord within one year of secular college. If we had that kind of a statistic like in the army, if you were sending people into battle, I guarantee you, we'd quit fighting that war because the attrition, would, you'd, you'd be destroyed. And Christians are just sending their children to these woke universities. So we've got to deal with it on a university level, but then what this movie talks about is how our school system, it is infiltrated. It is actually uh, infected with all of this. Well, and our, our first goal is to warn parents so that they can look after the best interest of their children. But really close behind that is to warn the schools, you may better change your ways. We're coming after you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and it's a very simple thing too. When they lose kids, they lose funding. And I've learned that in the government arena that uh, you lose funding and you start reevaluating what you're doing and what you're talking about. So, uh, you know, as I say, we, we've put this together to tell people what's happening and to give it to them in a very realistic fashion um, so that we can see real tangible change for the better because God's ways are higher than our ways and, and He gives us a path, but we've got to follow Him to do it. And, and we're not seeing that in the secular arena today at all. And I'd like to encourage those of you watching that you need to get involved on the local level. David Barton makes this point every time he's on with us that people get so overwhelmed on a national level, they figure, what can my yeah. uh, contribution do? But school boards are where you really get involved. And you know, we now have, I mean, you might be able to comment on this, but we have taken a stand against a lot of the LGBTQ uh, books that are in our libraries. We've taken a stand against the counselors who were actually counseling people towards uh, being transgender and things like that. And so when we do that, what the liberals do is say that we are coming against the teachers and we aren't supporting the teachers and we don't support free speech by taking books out and that we are taking these counselors away and leaving children susceptible to not having to be able to deal with that. And they take stuff and totally twist it so that it looks like we are the ones who are doing everything wrong. Well, and, and look how God set up uh, uh, society in the first place. The, the first institution He established was not the public school. It was the family. That's right. And He empowered the parents with not only the authority but the responsibility 
to bring their children up in in the proper fashion, mm -hmm. and and so yeah, yeah, and actually a response I would have on are we attacking teachers? Not at all. If the teacher is teaching the wrong things, well, that teacher needs to change. We're attacking what they're teaching. Yeah, and, and there are so many teachers who maybe uh, don't even want to come to terms with what's happening within their school. They may be doing a great job, but uh, if they're in an environment where this is the the direction that's that the you know the the, the school's policies uh, are then that's uh, that's something that will be a blessing to them if we can you know ferret out, out these things and and i i see the uh, the the documentary art club as being one of those steps a lot of things are being done by a lot of people and you're right you can't fix it from the top down you've got to start from the bottom up and you know, Erin, when she was on on uh, Wednesday, she said that she was educated, and I don't know that she was a teacher, but she was given some kind of a teaching mm -hmm. degree, or she yeah. studied that. And she said that she was taught that you are hating children if you don't reaffirm their sexual identity, and she said that she was influenced by that, and that that's kind of where she was coming from until it happened to their daughter, and they knew that right. that wasn't true with their daughter. So a lot of this stuff, there are some people that know what they're doing and it's demonic and they are out to destroy people. But then it was Lenin that said to have a revolution, you need some radicals and then a whole bunch of useful idiots. And that was Lenin's <laughs> statement. And sad to say that's where a lot of people are, even Christians, they aren't informed, they don't know what's going on and they are sitting here taking these things that somehow or another, I'm hateful. If I stand up for children not being mutilated and puberty blockers, I'm telling you, we aren't the ones that need to be apologizing. It's the others that need to be apologizing or trying to inject all this stuff into our kids. And you know, some uh, nations uh, in uh, Northern Europe um, who've been going down this road longer yep. are starting to figure out that That's this right. is a bad road to go down and, and they're shutting some of this down. Now, I, I'm not sure if they're curing everything, but but oh, it becomes painfully obvious after a while. And um, my hope and my prayer is that uh, people will wake up. And again, that's why we put Art Club yeah. together so that they could see in a very up close and personal way what this means to a family and how a family can react positively mm -hmm. and, and, and make that difference. And you know, when we stand up and speak out on this, I've used this example a lot, and I don't mean to trash this guy, but the, the uh, Russian, I think it was Russian hockey player, he plays for an American team, but he would not put on the LGBT insignia on his uniform because he was a Russian Orthodox, and he says, I'm that's not what I believe. But in the process of making his stand, I'm glad that he stood up, but in the process, he said that I respect homosexuals, and I respect their right to be the way they are, and that's fine for them, but they also need to respect me. See, I disagree with that. Well, we, in a sense, are validating that lifestyle. So I can say I love you and that I, I'll uh, still be your friend and that Jesus can forgive you, but I am not going to validate any of this stuff. It is demonic, and I'm standing mm -hmm. against it. You've, you've got to go back to Scripture again and uh, go reference again what Paul said. Uh, and, and he wasn't uh, specifically going after homosexuals. He was saying, look, this, this is one of those paths that leads mm -hmm. this way, and, and it is an evidence of, of, 
of our fallen nature, and when, when you are in free fall, that's where you end up. Yeah. I would even say it this way, that Romans chapter 1 talks about that everybody had an intuitive knowledge of God, Romans 1, 18 through 20. But then in verse 21, they started taking steps away, and it lists these progressive steps that you take away. And here's the way I say it, that it's like, here's a, here's a train headed to being reprobate to where you are just totally given over to the devil. And the last stop on that train is homosexuality. And if we don't deal with this, if you open up homosexuality and if you start taking kindergarten kids and giving them sex blockers and sex reassignment surgery, and people can't even figure out which restroom to go into, it just depends on how you feel. If you accept that, there is nothing between us yeah. and being totally reprobate. Yeah. Well, and one of the points we try to make in the film, you, you mentioned the kindergarten level is, and it almost seems not really harmless, but, but fairly benign, is the use of pronouns. So when you introduce to a, a very young child this c concept that, well, maybe you can be a, called a he, or maybe you can be called a she, or maybe you can be called something else, well, you've, you've already corrupted their, their view of what, uh, what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman. Yep. So, I, I, and I, you know, again, that doesn't come to the forefront on the, on the real outrageous things that happen, but just introducing that concept of, of uh, choosing pronouns is, is the first step in that path that yeah. leads the rest of the Normalizing direction. it. Yeah. So that this is yeah. normal and they grow up accepting it. You know, the scripture says in Psalms chapter 36, verse 1, the transgression of the wicked says within my heart that there is no fear of God before his eyes. Mm -hmm. And the fear of God, uh, Proverbs chapter 8, verse 13, is to hate evil. So God, uh, a fear of God would cause us to hate things that are ungodly. Now we need to hate homosexuality, transgenderism. That doesn't mean we hate the people and we understand that people, especially these little kindergarten kids that are being raised in this and brought up to think this is normal. I don't hate the people and I can reach out in love, but this is destructive and it's wrong. And right. you as a politician, you probably wouldn't have had the freedom to say that. They might have lynched you. But well, I as a preacher. I, I got a little bit of pushback here and there on a lot of things. <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, originally it was just the concept of marriage. What is marriage? What isn't marriage? Um, you have to stick to the biblical values first, foremost, and last. You can't accommodate the other direction and somehow figure you, you've, you've meets, reached a happy medium. Now, if God says some, you know, I was talking to some, uh, some high school kids just last week about what it means to be an effective uh, uh, member of the legislature. And I said, that you've got to identify what are the principles, what are the, the, the non-negotiable principles that you base your whole life on and, and then figure out what's negotiable. But if you don't stick to those values and those principles and they come from God, and I made it clear to these kids that, that you know, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and are endowed by their who? Creator mm -hmm. with these certain inalienable rights. Well, guess what? Without God in the picture, it doesn't fit. Yep. But with Him, it all comes together the right direction. If 
if right and wrong is something that we figure out for ourselves and establish, well, then there is no God and you're God. And so you start yeah. making these decisions on your own. And, and people wouldn't say it this way, but what that is is idolatry. You aren't acknowledging that there's a higher power than you. It's up to you to decide right and wrong, and, and it's idolatry. It reminds me of what uh, C.S. Lewis wrote once. He said, it, uh, in, in one way of looking at it, it's, it's either declaring thy will be done, meaning God's, or my will be done. That's about it. Well, we're just about out of time. Let me once again have you tell people how they can get hold of the movie, and if they wanted to um, give and help you so that you could have bigger distribution? How do they mm -hmm. do that? It's pretty simple. It's all up on one, one website. Now, the name of the film is Art Club. The name of the website is artclubmovie.com. Artclubmovie.com. And, and so all of the information that it's they all need there. is it's all, all there. there. Man, that's awesome. Kevin, thank you for doing this. I don't know well, exactly you. how you, you got as far as you have. I suspect you put a lot of your personal money and stuff into this to make it happen. Well, God's been good. He, he gives me the means to pay the bills at home. And, you know, this has been a labor of love on everybody's part. But I tell you, it'll go far beyond just the cost. This could change people's lives. It could save some children from going through these yeah. terrible things and ruining their life. And when we get into eternity, I guarantee all that money will be gone. But the lives that were changed will still be right. affected. And right. you'll, you'll be blessed because of it. So thank you very much. And thank all of you for joining us. And uh, we just appreciate you being a part of this. Thank you for all that called in. Remember that we do this every weekday from 3.30 to 5 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time. And we have different hosts on different days. We have people on from all walks of life. And we deal with all kinds of topics. And uh, we'd love for you to be a part of it. You can also go to truthandliberty.net and you can get, we have a news feed there every single day. We have connection with hundreds of other ministries so that it's kind of a clearinghouse mm -hmm. for different things. And you can also become a partner with us, truthandliberty.net slash donate. We ask for a $5 minimum per month uh, automatic withdrawal, and that'll make you a partner. So thank you for being a part of it. Remember, we'll do this again next week, every weekday. So check it out. Join us. And God bless you. Thank you for being a part today. Goodbye. Thank you for joining today's Truth and Liberty livecast. You can watch today's and past livecasts in our archives at truthandliberty.net. Our goal is to educate Christians and connect them with resources and organizations to help them impact their sphere of influence. You can help us accomplish this by making a donation at truthandliberty.net slash donate. Join us next time for more Truth and Liberty.